from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Two of my favorite, favorite broadcasters, TV and radio. Nice leisurely half hour about politics. We got Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger and a Fox News contributor and the author of Come On Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good, Horrible, Very Bad Presidency and How to Return America to Greatness and Mark Simone, radio host, 710 WOR, weekdays from 10 a.m. to 12 noon, recently nominated to the Radio Hall of Fame and recently polled the second most listened to midday radio show, soon to be number one when the other chap retires. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Mark Simone, January 15th, Iowa caucuses. I don't know, Nikki Haley is self-destructing. She's taken Chris Christie down with her, almost with this flap over the Civil War and slavery. She almost made, did the impossible, almost made Ron DeSantis look good. Who's going to win the Iowa caucuses, Mark Simone? Uh, Donald Trump uh, very easily. And that should be the end of Ron DeSantis. He was putting everything into Iowa. Uh, if he doesn't have an impressive showing there, there is no reason for him to continue. And, and Nikki Haley, we, we could argue whether she's qualified to be governor of a, a state, whether she's qualified to be U.N. ambassador. But there's no argument about the presidency. She's just simply not qualified for that, not ready for that. It's way beyond her management abilities. And as we saw this past week, uh, it, she's just not ready for it. She's had too many mistakes too early in the campaign. Not many. Not ready for prime time. I mean, no. you can't bungle that. You can't bungle that question. You can, with the whole world up there in Iowa, you just cannot bungle the question. Uh, what were the causes I, I, of the Civil I, War? I understand what the bungling was. You know, for decades, that's what Southern governors have always used as a way to spin the Civil War. They always say it was about freedom. It was about uh, how to run the government. It, it, it was a cover-up. Just They never wanted to say it was about slavery. But for her to repeat that uh, just means she's stuck with all those regional beliefs in her head, which you have to get rid of. Yeah, you know, uh, Joe Concha, um, that's... Were you surprised that she bungled that question in front of in my, what she did was for, you know, t I guess about two days, maybe longer. People are still talking about it. Right when some pundits, not you guys necessarily, but some pundits were saying that she was creeping up in the polls. I mean, not ready for prime. How can you bungle that, Joe? It's like asking somebody, guys, are you against cancer? Yeah, <laughs> I don't like cancer. Cancer's bad. We really need to defeat cancer. What bothers me about this whole thing is the Civil War was, what, 160 years ago? And all the things happening in this country right now, as far as inflation, it's still 250% higher than it was when, the, when Trump left office. Violent crime through the roof, driving people out of places like New York and San Francisco and Chicago. The border is wide open. It is a national security catastrophe that's happening there right now. And the next 9-11 will most likely come through the southern border as far as these cells forming in the United States. Education scores, I got kids, 30-year low ACT test scores. We got two wars going on. The world, the world seems like it's on fire, and we keep focusing on race. And, and if Haley just could have answered that question pretty simply, like, yes, of course it was about slavery, but also I think it was about this. It's not a controversy anymore. But either way, now it's... 
it, it's it's to the point where Donald Trump and we've talked about this for months, and I know, and I'm willing to admit because I'm, I'm I don't take myself remotely seriously. I thought that Ron DeSantis really had a shot uh, when, if you talk to me a year ago, as far as winning this nomination, because Trump seemed so toxic and he was coming off a huge victory in Florida. But Mark's right. After Iowa, he will drop out because the donors are going away. Then it comes down to New Hampshire, and I thought that Haley at least had a puncher's chance there if there were less candidates in the race. This now, to both your points, not ready for prime time, and people are giving her a second look and saying, yeah, no, this is Trump's to lose, and he should basically wrap this up, I would think, by March at the latest April. Mark, was it a plant, a Democratic plant? (laughs) (laughs) Even if it were a plant, she's supposed to answer it. Uh, it could have been a plant because she has a history of uh, problems in that area. There's an old video of her a few years ago defending the right to dis- display the Confederate flag and that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. And then uh, a couple of days later, there's a question from a little kid in the audience about uh, all of her flip-flops on a mm-hmm. million different issues. And she says, you're the new John Kerry. Mm-hmm. So the fact that two happened in one week, it could have been a plant. I don't know from who, but from somebody. Um, I want to ask you this very interesting uh, interview in uh, John Solomon with John Solomon, Just the News, very good website uh, with Trump. And I just want to read you. I, I teased it in my opening. <clears throat> uh, Trump told Just the News in an interview this week that he's plotting an all out uh, campaign to convince the American electorate that Democrats are, in fact, the fringe party so out of touch with Main Street USA, opened the borders to millions of illegals and deadly fentanyl, enriched Iran's terror machine, put biological men and women's sports and locker rooms, advocated for abortion on demand. He goes on to say, um, Trump believes the extremism debate is a winner, that Biden will regret his own infamous Philadelphia speech, that was the democracy speech, by the time next November rolls around, uh, Joe Biden is not the defender of American democracy, says Trump. Joe Biden is the destroyer of American democracy. It's him and his people. Bidenomics and Democratic Party policies are the wreckers of the American dream that made food and energy unaffordable with inflation and home ownership unattainable with high interest rates. In other words, um, I'll give you both wax out because it's very important. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mark Simone, start with you. Trump is going to make the Bidens, Biden and his Democrats, the party of extremism. Now, that's a very interesting turn of the screw. Well, Trump is brilliant at branding. Uh, Go back to Jeb Bush. How do you attack him? Uh, Low energy Jeb. That one phrase just branded him. And Democrats as the fringe party is brilliant because they really are. What is the fringe party? It's usually whoever's the most socialist, the most Soviet. Well, that's clearly the Democrats now. Uh, And it's happened before. uh, Years ago when uh, Bush was running, the Democratic brand got ruined and they started calling themselves progressives. And now Mm. that's got a bad stink to it. So they're going to have to call themselves something else. Also, every argument Joe Biden ran on that he was a uniter. Well, that's obviously gone. That he was a decent man. Well, that's obviously gone. Uh, and everything they want to run on, they can't run on January 6th because they allow a January 6th every day at the southern border. So how, how they gonna, there's nothing for them to run on anymore. Yeah, Joe Concha, your point and your column is if Joe Biden wants to rebut these charges, 
just hold a year-end press conference, which, of course, he won't do. He's in St. Croix in the Virgin Islands. Go ahead, straighten out the record. But he won't do that, Joe. And he complains about his press coverage. That's that's the most hilarious part. So you're not reporting on the economy properly. Do your job right. Okay, then get in front of some microphones and answer questions from the press. Every president, Republican, Democrat, has a year-end press conference. And for him to say, nope, not going to do it, and then he runs off. I, I can't believe what I saw earlier this week. He returned from one vacation for one day to go on another vacation. All right, And here's your stat of the day, guys. Joe Biden spent 40% of his presidency on vacation. The average American spends an average of 14 days on vacation per year. Joe Biden has spent more than 140 days on mm. vacation. And if he's the local golf starter, all right, at the local club, <laughs> all right, that's fine. Show for work a couple of days, sit back, relax. He's the commander-in-chief of the greatest country in the world, and he's on vacation 10 times more than the citizens that he actually represents. So <clears throat> answer questions and get to work, for the love of God, please. I would look respect at, him a little bit if that would happen. Look at us. We're working New Year's weekend. We yes. work. We work Christmas weekend. Why can't this guy work? <laughs> Larry, I'm hosting a party at my house tonight. I'm leaving in the middle of it to go on Fox for my basement because I agreed to it like three weeks ago to join John Scott on Fox Reports. So yeah, I don't. I like work. The president should too if he cared about the country. <clears throat> Mark Simone, this extremism charge though, this is a very interesting development. He's turning the tables. And, Mark, I can only reckon that these um, disqualification efforts on some of these crazy state ballots uh, from crazy secretaries of state or whatever, local courts, this is going to help Trump. I mean, this really turns the table, Mark. This is probably the worst thing that Joe Biden could encounter. On top of everything else that you guys have mentioned, this one's really going to hurt. Oh, well, he should take all this as a real compliment. Uh, it's just a tribute to him that they're, they're forced yes. to try to do this stuff. They're, right. they're not trying to remove Ron DeSantis from the ballot. They're not trying to arrest <laughs> Nikki Haley. <laughs> so uh, and if, if you said extremists running the country, well, what would that look like? It would probably look like migrants all over the streets, the criminals being released from jail, no border. So it really is an extremist party. It, it's a legitimate charge. Yeah, <clears throat> he's called out the sinister forces of the Democratic Party and their allies in the media for generating public safety by releasing violent felons, defunding police departments, staging an insecure order to transform American cities into socialist dumping grounds for criminals, junkies, Marxist thugs, radicals, and dangerous refugees that no other country wants. Then he goes on to say, Americans are going to get sick. These are diseases that are easily catchable by people, and it's a terrible thing. But they're also coming from prisons and jails and being emptied out, mental institutions. That's tough stuff, Joe. I mean, that's very tough stuff, and um, it's backed up by a certain amount of factoids. Common sense stuff, right? Like these yeah. things are all bad, right? Yeah. And these are things that the Democratic Party is pushing and advocating. So if Trump stays on message, and he has trouble with that sometimes, he's not the most disciplined guy in the world. I get that he's raw and people like that, but just hammer home four or five points around the economy, spending, the border, energy, 
foreign policy and crime, if he just sticks to that and boom, boom, boom for the next 300 days, and that's how many days until the election, about 309 to be exact, he wins, and he wins quite easily because in the states that matter, right now he's up. Joe Biden's only going to get worse with age, and these issues are only going to get worse as we go into 2024. And if he just stays on that point, those points, I don't see how he loses, quite frankly. Yeah, I'm painting Biden as the extremist, Mark. That's a very, you're right. That's a complete reversal of tables. I think it's very, very clever. Uh, folks, let's uh, take a quick break. when I come back because Trump said some other interesting things in a Breitbart interview and elsewhere. Folks, we're talking to Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger and Fox News contributor, author of his book, Come On, Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good, Horrible, etc., etc., Very Bad Presidency. And Mark Simone, radio host at 710 WOR weekdays, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., Radio Hall of Fame. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking to Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger and Fox News contributor and author of Come On, Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good, Horrible, Very Bad Presidency, and Mark Simone, Radio host for 710 WOR, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., recently nominated to the Radio Hall of Fame, and the second most listened to midday radio host. So uh, here's another one. Mark, start with you, I guess. Breitbart interview, Matt Boyle and Alex Marlowe, two friends. Trump says ain't going to be Biden, and it's not going to be Kamala. He says... uh, When you compare him today to 15 or 20 years ago, he's a different kind of guy. The guy can't talk. The guy can't put two sentences together. So I do this. I cannot believe he's going to be the nominee. I hope he is, but I can't believe he's going to be the nominee. Those are quotes from from, uh, Donald Trump to Breitbart. First of all, what do you make of that, Mark Simone? I mean, before you even get to who else, is it, I don't know, mechanically possible to stop Biden now? Oh, absolutely. They'll do uh, what happened in 1968 with Lyndon Johnson. Early uh, this coming year, he'll announce he's not seeking re-election. Then they'll have primaries. Kamala Harris will just bomb out in the primary. That gets rid of her. And they'll do what they did last time. They'll have primaries, try out all their candidates. When they decide who they like, they'll order everybody else out of the race, like they did in South Carolina and hand it to whoever they want. I, I just, I, I think it'll happen in two months, three months. But they've disqualified all the other candidates, even without insurrection. They won't let any of these guys run. <laughs> well, <laughs> there's a bit of a bench. There's some governors they like. They'll always they'll throw uh, Elizabeth Warren back in, and the, they'll try Pete Buttigieg and a few people in the cabinet. Oh, oh wouldn't I love that? God, I forgot about Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Joe Concha, can you improve on that? Pete Buttigieg? Holy cow. I, I love the way Trump would explain to people how to pronounce Buttigieg. <laughs> it's Buttigieg. Edge, edge. you got to say edge, edge. So just for that reason alone, I would love to see uh, uh, Mayor Pete versus Trump. That, that would be very interesting. Uh, look, I, I don't see how they go ahead with Joe Biden at this point. I mean, I, I, I wrote a column that's going to be uh, on The Messenger tomorrow, and I, and I couldn't believe what I was writing. Biden is polling so bad that his disapproval number is higher than his approval number in the following states, California, 
Illinois, New York, and New Jersey. When you're Ooh. underwater in the deepest of blue states, huh. I mean, you're looking at the kind of landslide. And I get there's an anti-Trump vote that's out there, and they'll vote for what, – what did uh, De Niro say? That he would vote for Joe Biden's corpse before he would vote for Donald Trump. There are people like that out there. But overall, I, I think people – they ultimately vote with their wallets. They vote for safer communities. They don't like these perpetual wars. They certainly don't like what's going on at the border. But uh, you're looking at like a kind of Reagan-Mondale <laughs> – situation at this point huh. if biden's actually underwater in those kind of blue states i'm not saying he loses them uh but i'm saying that that is the sentiment right now there were even democrats are like we can't th- this guy no thanks i don't want to see the 86 year old version of this guy in the oval office let alone the 81 year old version i guess the question is how do you insert somebody mark mark's theory is pretty good or maybe at the the convention they they tell the delegates okay you're going to back michelle obama now right and they all do that and then the media cheers it on because she's going to save democracy because that's how they could get away with it i guess i always figured the convention that they would most of those delegates uh are centrally controlled anyway so i just figured it would be the convention mark you're saying an all-out war in the primaries but i think that can't the dnc keep biden off the ballot i mean keep biden opponents off the ballot in these primaries well, the reason you want to do the primaries, Kamala would enter the primaries, lose badly, and that's how they get rid of her. To just pull her off the ticket huh. uh, is a tough thing to do. Uh, all these things we're talking about, Biden's problems, the issues against him, the arguments against him. Once they get rid of Biden, all those arguments are gone. They'll just say that was him. This, this is not us now. That was all his fault. Hmm. And they'll get a new candidate. It won't be Michelle Obama. That's just a rumor started by the donors who always get it wrong. So it's not going to be her. Elizabeth Warren would be very tough. To beat? I know she's a socialist, but she's a smart socialist. The trouble with Biden is he's a dumb socialist. I don't even know what he believes in. I I just think they'll they'll go with somebody younger, more Biden-ish, a puppet they can control. That's why I like Buttigieg for the job. Well, that's Gavin Newsom. Come on. Yeah. Kim Guilfoyle's former husband. Yeah, that might like be Gavin Newsom lately. At least he said that Trump should be on the ballot in California. Like, what's the law will surprise you with some yes. things? No, <laughs> you know? He he bombed in that debate with DeSantis. I was surprised. He's better than that. He's very articulate. He would surely jump in. Surely from California. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I mean, I don't understand the Democratic Party. I was a Democrat, but that was like 55 years ago. Well, I'm writing a book about this, actually, called Progressively Worse, uh, Why the Democratic Party is Not Your Daddy's Donkeys. And uh-huh. in researching this, guys, I mean, you look at John F. Kennedy. He was Trump. You know, he cut taxes yes. boldly. Yes. And then the, the, the economy, remember, Kennedy came into office uh, in a recession, and the mm-hmm. economy took off, and he beefed up the military, and he didn't believe in racial quotas and affirmative action. You're like, this guy would never sniff the Democratic nomination now, right? And so even Clinton and Obama... You yeah, better cite my book. You better cite my book, JFK and the Reagan Revolution. That's what my book is all about. 2016. Really? Yeah, wrote a whole book. What do I look it. like? Claudine Gay? I'm going to steal from you? No, that's not <laughs> happening, baby. But I, I will read that, though. I didn't. <laughs> that's going to be done. Yeah, no, I wrote, Claudine, whole, they call her. I wrote a whole book about it with uh, Brian Dimitrovich. Um, did pretty well, too, for a while. It was in 2016. But you're right. Kennedy was a conservative Democrat. The Democrat I worked for last, Mark Simone, was um, Pat Moynihan. I was a researcher uh, part-time because I was still working on Wall Street. This was um, when he first ran in seven, in 17, 1976. Remember, he worked for Nixon. He worked for Ford. 
He also worked for LBJ and JFK. That's your Democrats' old donkey party. They don't have any of them around anymore. No, and he was brilliant. He was a great intellectual. He was lofty. He'd, he'd have no place in politics today. There'd be no no room for him in today's he could, Congress. He could be the president of Harvard. That's yeah. what I think. Mark Simone, <laughs> Joe Concha, you guys are fabulous. Happy New Year. Really, Happy thanks New Year. for helping out. You're terrific, wonderful people. Folks, we'll take a break, and then uh, General Keith Kellogg's going to come on and tell us why the United States won't go after Iran, but Israel is. I'm Kudlow, New Year's weekend. Keep the faith, folks. Keep the faith and the hope. It's going to be okay.